Hey, gang, it's Fillmore. For those of you who are jonesing for the Extra Sunday episodes, no longer available on YouTube, you can access them on patreon.com slash jimfix, J-I-M-F-I-X-X. If you sign up for the whiskey-sobbing computer board level at $2.50 a month, you'll have access not only to those Extra Sunday episodes that are no longer available on YouTube, but you will get 50% of the Patreon content going forward if you would like full access to all sunday episodes all patreon content including the last 32 episodes or 33 episodes produced thus far just sign up for the black kluge five dollar level or higher if you want to give us more money uh you are more than welcome to for those of you who don't do paypal or patreon rather we have a paypal address as well johnny the greek 21 at gmail.com for those of you who cannot get Patreon to work and would like to use PayPal as a method of monthly payment, we will only accept donations from the Black Kluge level or higher. And privately, personally, we will send you all the episodes on Patreon and the missing Sunday episodes, of course. Now, look, I don't want to get into a long explanation. That's not what I came here for. My audience isn't here. They're here to laugh. Hour and a half. I have not taken a break. Spread the word about Sirius. We do not take commercial breaks that often. Let's go ahead to Randy. I don't want to be in a wig and a purse. I do that in my personal life. Jeff, I, yeah. I don't want anybody touching me. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm with you. you sometimes. Like, hey, yeah, but, man, what's up? Yeah, you touch me because like, you're paid to touch me. I'm not saying I was the biggest stud, but I got mine. And I fucked some pretty good-looking women way before I was Howard Stern on the radio. Fuck off. Assholes. The nose I have now is gigantic, and the fact of the matter is, the reason it looks different on Letterman, which I've explained a million times, is that I keep the camera so far back on the e-show, and I only shoot from the right-hand side. You wouldn't turn the children against me, would you? I would try. <laughs> <laughs> she would, too. She's coming and she's fighting on all sides. No, but I'd win that one. I wouldn't even have to do anything. If you ever did anything to hurt me, they would hate you. I wouldn't hurt you. I just want to go out and have sex with some women. Would... But, Listen, by you know, the way, considering what I'm going through, I feel horrible that you're smoking my girlfriend went to a movie without you last week. And, and, and then came home. <laughs> Can I say something about that, though? And then came home. Let's be honest, though. Uh, uh, you're, when, he, when he was knee-deep in Johnny Walker Blue. Well, the bachelor party. I think yeah, it was but, a good idea for the beginning of it. Yeah, I think you would have you would have been just as weird. If we started the beginning, you'd go, oh, my God, everyone's staring at me. Not me. I love it. I love when people stare at me. He loves to be stared at. <laughs> I love it. Move into Sam's house and get the fuck out of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Fat, we'll get beet. We'll get Beetlejuice to pick yeah, out. Get fatter. Get fatter. <laughs> We're more of those fucking. <laughs> Beetlejuice will pick out Howard Church. You can look at Sam and blow him. You'd be a little baby there. No, you can't live without a stylist. You know I'm thinking who would be easier to replace. And I think Ralph, of course. But there's a lot of guys who picks out your clothes. Chris, could you date Ralph? Would you? No. Would you? You couldn't. Why? No. Look no. at that smile. He's lying. Oh, You're lying. Robin, Tell the truth. Could you? Robin, Robin, could you Robin, date could Ralph? You date Ralph? Ex uh, no. Yeah, right. Oh please. No. We would have the best time, Robin. I, would I couldn't date you. Ralph. Would talk to me. I couldn't date Ralph, but I could fuck him. I'd fuck his brains out. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. If you guys A lot of were, people feel that way. I know Ralph is straight, but all right. Now I understand. All right. I don't understand. It's I can't understand gorgeous. Straight place. No guy. Let me just say something. No man. No man says gorgeous. Says gorgeous. Really? This restaurant is gorgeous. Okay. Now, you gotta understand something. Guys don't next, talk that way. Guy goes, hey, it was a good lunch. And it was sort of. Set well, the sketch. What the controversy was. 
It was Patrick Swayze who was, you know, gorgeous. Welcome, everybody, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. If this doesn't already sound like a recording, uh, I'd, <laughs> a pre-recorded intro, I apologize. Uh, you get into a cadence, that's what it sounds like. I'm here with Sam, of course, and Bob. Welcome, guys. Hey, everybody. Bobby Chicago! <laughs> <laughs> live and direct. Yes, live on tape. And so what we're going to do is this is actually uh, Wiggy Dearest, Volume two or part two, however I've written it on the poster, the uh, the uh, what do you call it? Profile picture. Ah, fuck profile picture. Thumbnail, whatever the fuck it's called. And um, what we're going to do is going to go, as we said, guys, more clip heavy in this particular episode because the first episode was a little talky. And the first clip is from October 15th, uh, 2008. And it was we, uh, Ray calling in about his therapy. So mm-hmm. uh, here we go. That you discuss with your psychiatrist. And how you react to a certain situation. My mother is so hung up on my psychiatrist. She's so obsessed. She got. She gets so angry. She goes, "This is what she says to me." Fat psychiatrist. <laughs> you don't I need a. Not, I cannot imagine what is going on there for so many years. Do you know I I'm insane? Imagine. Do you know how miserable I am inside? Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> miserable. You miserable. Are. Do you I'm know a, how miserable? Do you know how narcissistic I am? Do you know how I focused know on me I am and not on others? I, that doesn't necessarily mean miserable. I want to have a more. Uh, I want to have a healthy life with with my with my wife. I want to be able to listen to her. I want to be able to hear what she's saying. Your I'm com- wife is very satisfied. She told because I'm in therapy. She met me ten you know ten years ago. I went into therapy. Yeah. In Ray's head, what is satisfying? in a marriage is somebody who could probably well i'm sure she's thinking well you're taken care of uh-huh. you're you're fine you're satisfied look at your right. house get your bullshit purses and your jewelry and your whatever you're fine you're satisfied even though your son's a closet at home or you know what i mean it's like <laughs> <laughs> you're fine things yeah. are great well yeah but I, I just I always find it funny when he tells on himself and he goes you know how narcissistic i am like he knows he has MPD. The, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the psychiatrist has told him this. He mm-hmm. is way too acquainted with that word. This is a guy who doesn't fucking know a thing about a thing. And he somehow knows everything about narcissism. And, you know, he, he definitely has been diagnosed with it. There's no fucking doubt. And I think Ray is kind of Ray knows that he's talking about her. And Ray mm. doesn't want to think that she did any damage because she's a narcissist, too. And she she just knows, like, narcissists have a sense for someone's talking sense into this person and bringing up shit that I did. So they want to devalue it. Bob, have you noticed in the more recent breakdowns, I don't know if you've uh, caught completely up, but in the more recent breakdowns, he does mention narcissism more often in the 2000, like since in the, in the last four years, he mentions it more often. He's more quick to talk about it. Mm. Um, I, which I believe yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, he's embraced it. I mean, the, the psychiatrist. He knows the, it. He, he, he's been diagnosed he, with it. He, he right. knows way too much about it. He doesn't know. And he doesn't know how to get home from his <laughs> studio in Manhattan. Yeah. But he fucking knows about 
you know, psychological personality disorders. There's no way he's been diagnosed with it. He's been yeah. talked to about it for a while. So, right. And I, and I think at some point the therapist must have been trying to get him to see how other people must feel. Oh, sure. About this. But then at some point it seems like it shifted and he just doesn't care how other people feel. And it's, I, I don't know what they do now. Because you can't you can't do anything for that's it. why I don't believe yeah. he's we, we've therapy had, anymore. I don't think no, he's in therapy he's, at all. He's paying someone to listen to him cry is what yeah. he's in. And that's yeah. that's all it is. That's really well, all it is, because I've had people, you know, weigh in on, on our chats and stuff about there's a way to fix it and there's new therapies. There's no fixing this, man. Yeah. There is no well, fixing it. It well, just is all, what it is. He's in analysis. He's not in actual. He's not seeing a psychologist. He's seeing a psychoanalyst. Like he's he's right. seeing a Freudian therapist, which has long since been debunked. But either way, there is no cure. Bob's absolutely right. Uh, at least, I mean, there's nothing they have come up with that's chemically ingestible where he can just take this drink and all of a sudden become, you know, buddy love or something. But um, mm -hmm. which would be great. I'd love to see a remake of the the nutty professor, the, the nutty <laughs> nutty professor oh, with wiggy, wiggy <laughs> the hair slick back, <laughs> the wig. Um, the uh, I don't know. He turns into what Kojak. was that character? What was that character? He had handsome hung Howie. Oh, remember it's that Howard, yeah, I remember thing. that. Yeah, um, and then where yeah, he's going a, on talking. It was, it was like <laughs> his wildest fantasy, and all he did was took his <laughs> wife on a vacation to Italy. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is your wildest. <laughs> you were so dysfunctional. You're hung like Pete Davidson in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I did? You know what I did that was wild. I ate a whole plate of pasta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had a pack of M and M's. <laughs> and you know what? I, I used the I used the bread to sop up the sauce. <laughs> I, I ate six whole almonds all at once. <laughs> I didn't peel them. <laughs> and half a beer. <laughs> Light Corona. I, do you know what? I opened it myself with my own bottle opener. Uh, so let's give, continue a little bit. Yeah. And because and without therapy, she wouldn't have liked you. So you take it as a personal affront to your parenting no, that I'm. I a, certainly a, do not. You do. I you feel. Do not. Why do you feel challenged by this? I don't feel challenged. You you're, hate. You're putting words in my mouth. You hate that I'm going to a psychiatrist. I know it, and I don't know why you feel so I threatened by it. No, you feel. No, you're going feel, to a psychiatrist. You think you, I'm just curious. I would like to know what goes on what kind of question you want to you want to be on you want to okay a little more want to be honest i talk a lot about you you talk a lot about me yeah of course you talk a lot about me because that's that's your life that was your life but and i don't resent that i would just like to know what kind of questions he asks you well, we talk about. He doesn't ask any yeah, questions. That's we talk not about the process. I have. You don't understand what psychiatry is. It's a ripoff. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the house with each other. <laughs> and a lot. Gotta love Ernie. Oh God, I miss him. <laughs> ah, come back. <laughs> so, uh, should I play a little more of this before we continue? Oh yeah. Okay. Went down. I never. Never saw a lock. No, you know what I'm talking about. We didn't even lock our front door for God. Like sake. we talk about the fears you put into me. What? I talk about the fears you put into me. The fears. You I made me very afraid of the world. What? What? How did I do that? 
All right, here's hit, all right. I'll do an impression of you. This is every day of my life. <laughs> oh fuck, I got guys, prepare. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, well, I don't like to talk about the Holocaust, but I don't uh, even want to see. About the Holocaust I don't want to see day, a right? German spoon in we this house. We have had one conversation about. Oh, you don't mind? Remember the German ice cream spoon? The what? Remember you bought an ice cream scooper that was from Germany and you threw it in the garbage? Well, I was upset at that time with the Germans. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so keep in mind, guys, Ray was not a Holocaust survivor. She was a child. Like there, it, it, there, there is a history of having lost some family in the Holocaust, but she was not a survivor. She had nothing to do with Auschwitz. She wasn't of that generation. Um, but... Uh, so she's going on. And the thing is, he the other the thing that works against Howard all, all these years is he brings up the same fucking stories every single time. And it's not like if he made it that she repeated these things again and again, which he has done as well, he said, but he does the same thing. I don't know that it lessens like the argument of the whole the whole concept of this particular episode and the the previous one is Ray's responsible for his NPD because she's a narcissist as well um but it, it, i don't know if we know him to be an unreliable narrator that's always been my main problem with listening to him say things about her like do you trust him no. is the question i trust him cuz i yeah. hear it with her Mm -hmm. I mean, I hear it now and and she may not be a Holocaust survivor, but we are all survivors of hearing the same fucking story over and over again. (laughs) So we we are all in this together. His impression Uh, is our Holocaust. Well, uh, we're together. Her 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 voice is just horrible. I, I mean, it, every time I hear her and his impression is just as bad. But again, kind of what she was saying was what I was going back to. They both knew it was on the table. It's like they're kind of skirting around the issue. But Howard wants to go, I'm in this because of you. She right. knows he he's in it because of her. And he finally just goes, you know, I'm in there talking about you a lot. And so of do you course, guys think, this is the you, only place he can talk to her is on the air. So. Before just one sec, Sam. Do you guys think that she enjoys the fact that he's so overwrought about this crap? Because she's in his. Do you think she enjoys that she's in his head? Um, Not if she's being told on. Yeah, I don't think she enjoys him being in therapy at all. I don't think she likes that at all. No, because remember, she's a narcissist and she is a false self too. Okay. And hers is that she was a great mother, but she she just wasn't, you know, and his sister, who seems to be a little bit more with it, has kind of indicated that as well, that she was maybe the one not Ben that was a little bit off her rocker and not quite emotionally available. And mm-hmm. that's sort of what I've picked up on, at least over the years. So <clears throat> and so, she, yes, she's losing control via the therapist. That's something that would set her off, you think? Well, she thinks someone's finding me out and something's jeopardizing my illusion and words getting out on me. I mean, narcissists do not like the truth coming out about them. (laughs) Absolutely. Sam? At all. Well, notice how he said, you made me afraid of the world. And he and he confronts her with this. But then he goes to like a 
sillier story about the German spoon versus something that I think could have been more personal directed. Like he took the funnier story. And then to that end, think about now how he lives in COVID and -hmm. will not come out of his house. So it's really apparent that he does. Yeah, so he, he makes, she did that's make scared him of everything. Yeah, that that's that's where we that's where the crux of it goes in, and we could actually play. I have a number of clips that I don't know if I got to in the last breakdown, um, but if I didn't, you guys are going to hear them. <clears throat> where it actually no, you know what it was, Instagram. And let me actually let me see if I can get at it. Give me just one moment. I'll talk okay. us into it. I, I'm going to get the Instagram clips and put them. I think I think Raven and I are going to do a special <laughs> Patreon episode of them, maybe because um, it's the dynamic that he and Beth have. She's it, it's strange. She doesn't have the tools to really fight him the way he could fight Ray because he's an older guy. Like he's powerful. He's got money and all this shit. But the power dynamic is completely different in Beth's case. So what you hear from her is she's got to take her swipes when she can. If she's on the air, she can do it. And that's about the only time I think she feels she can, you know, cut him down a little bit. But then she still has to cushion it. I can't remember the context. It was something like, uh, um, oh, a a fan called, a fan messaged them on Instagram and said, uh, what do you find difficult about each other? And he says something like, uh, oh, I don't I don't like these people she goes out with. I mean, she no, I know. No, no. I know. Exa- I know exactly what you're talking about. He he makes a video and he's very authoritative in it. Yes. She's got her head down. Yes. And of course, she can't compete with him the way that he can compete with his mother because he controls her financially. Yeah. He controls her life. He controls everything about her. And he says, what's one thing, you know, you wish you could change? She says, I just don't think you need to be negative all the time. Or what he tells her is, um, I don't, there's people that have access to you. That's the reason why that dovetails, the reason why that dovetails into this, what we're talking about now, is because this psychiatrist has access to Howard. Access basically just means someone's in your ear and is telling you the fucking truth. There's a yeah. big difference where if you're like, hey, you're going out with someone, you guys are doing drugs. I don't think you should be around those people. They're into this right. and that. You're right. going to get into some shit. He's saying they have access to you, meaning they're talking to you. They're saying shit about me to you. Yeah. They're yeah. saying it's shit al- I do is fucked up. Yeah, it's al- it's almost like a conservatorship like Britney Spears was under, you know, like her dad kept these dancers out of her life, like people, makeup artists, hairstylists that she hung yeah. out with. All of a sudden, he just fired them. And if they got too close to her, boom, they're gone. Like, it was nobody that was, yeah. could get near her. That dynamic was fascinating. That was like almost uh, such a Truman Show type of uh, situation. Yeah. And, and so she, she would literally like have secret meetings with people. I mean, it was almost like CIA level just to get <laughs> access to talk to people. Yeah. I bet you Beth's in the same thing. And yeah. someone's just telling her like, yo, whatever Howard's doing is fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. And they have access. There's a big difference if someone has access to, if someone's like, I've talked to friends before and been like, dude, quit hanging out with this guy. Like, he hangs around bad people. You're going to get beat down, whatever, like just you're going to get into drugs. That's not even the conversation that he had with his own wife. 
said someone's uh, talking to you that shouldn't be talking to you. What could they possibly be saying? Did like, did Raven at, send at you the link, Bob? How, yeah, how it, much... we all saw it. It went up oh. on the page. Oh, okay. On the okay. web page. Okay. Yeah. How much... that maybe that maybe that's why I couldn't find it. Yep. How much do you want to bet like how Brittany had her phone tapped basically and her dad could read all of her text messages because the phone plan was on his thing that he set up? So she really how much do you want to bet Howard has something similar going on with Beth where she knows if she messages somebody on that phone, he, he can read it. it. Mm-hmm. He oh, gets yeah, it through question. an iPad or a Oh yeah. Because she, yeah. well, she's no she's, an, she's she's an idiot, and he has he has more than enough access to people who can do that for him because he's a he's a seventy nine, but he can get someone to say, look, just go into this app; it'll tell you exactly who she's messaging. So the only way she's getting out is if she has some burner phone that he doesn't know about, which she could get certainly. Probably I don't know, she's one of her kitten runs. <laughs> yeah, she's Smoke sending signals. messages with all those cats. She's tying uh, messages <laughs> to them and sending them out into the world pretty, pretty like a soon. pigeon. Pretty soon, the spackle on the wall will say, "Help me." <laughs> he, he he is oh, he is God. the wiretap. He has nothing to do but watch her and yeah, like he doesn't do anything. He doesn't have any hobbies or friends. He doesn't go yeah. anywhere. She is his life. The so only I'm other time I saw her stick up for herself was on vacation. When she wants to stay somewhere and yeah. she's around a bunch of other people. Right. She will then flaunt that having fun, but then she has hell to pay and then has to go home. Yeah. Right. So is, right. is, it, wor- is it worth it? Well, it may not be. It may be. But I think it, maybe in, in the so- moment, <laughs> in the moment, in the moment, she's yeah. going to enjoy it because she knows he's not going to say shit. He's just going to storm off like a little bitch, go to the bed and then he'll have to seethe for a while. But in the meantime, Another wine, please. Give open up another bottle. <laughs> please make it a point another, two seven. <laughs> another carafe. That's right. Break out, break out the LP. Okay, here we go. Oh, you know, that's true. Yeah. Okay. But that doesn't put fear into you. How does that put fear? Well, into well you? ma. Listen, you had a horrible childhood, and I took it all in. You know, you, you know, there wasn't a day I didn't hear about when no, you were nine. That's not true. You see, Ma, you see that you asked me, you're asking me what I talk about in therapy, and I'm telling you what scared me. The I, world sounded like a scary place. You're far. You know what's fascinating is when Howard asked his staff to do the same thing, like when they confront him about what bothers that what bothers them about him he goes that's not true you're crazy yep. oh, that's yeah. not true yeah. he does this it's my favorite word exact thing to people it's gaslighting yeah yep. i guarantee it happened i guarantee <laughs> howard's telling the truth well yeah he, uh, to a point to a point he's a yeah. little bit of a baby oh yeah oh no i i think he's being honest here yeah. i think she did do this and I think it did fuck him up, and I do think this is where he got his personality disorder from, hundred percent. And so he reenacts he reenacts the abuse like like I'm gonna sound like uh, Ham Hands Bill. He reenacts this abuse with his staff and you know, Beth. with everybody and, and Beth and everybody else. Yeah, so it's just a vicious cycle kids. essentially. Yeah, and her, and essentially his mom again, <laughs> and then the pets. <laughs> hmm. 
Jesus, I just told people about that Helen Rose sketch where the cat looks fearful, like the cat looks like everybody else in his life. Oh my God, they're getting closer to getting closer, that kind of shit. And um, it, it, it that that sketch, if he did do it, it perfectly captures the fear of oh my God, she's back, she's back, run, run like the run like the wind, guys. And I'm other sorry, cats all their cats do look deeply unhealthy. Oh yeah, all of them. Yeah. Well, look at their so. owners. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what do we say? The, the Stern household is a pamphlet for a myriad of psych- psychological problems. Oh, anorexia. Yeah. <laughs> anorexia. <laughs> narcissism. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be addiction. surprised if Beth is is sneaking some of their food when Howard's not working. <laughs> <laughs> Eating the bowl. <laughs> treat, treat for you. Treat for me. <laughs> oh yeah, Howard. Cats eat. Cats eat cereal now. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to. <laughs> Purina <laughs> instead of <laughs> was it Mr. Christie? Other <laughs> meow mix. <laughs> Shit. Out of his house. He didn't care for you when did at what age did i tell you this you told me my whole life oh that's not true i used to hear you i used to hear you on the phone with your father i used to hear you and your father talking on the phone about this stuff listen and my father yes you had a horrible phone call with your father once 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 yes like like when like he said it he said it so whatever it is he retained it uh, for yeah. sure, I believe that much. But it, he makes it sound like, oh, it happened all the time, and then all of a sudden it happened once. That's my <laughs> problem, Bob. This is what often comes up. He brings up an instance. What I think was repetitive was maybe him and his mother and her repeating the same stories because he's guilty of that too. Well, I mean, if she had a bad relationship with her dad, like he does have with his own daughters, who probably talk to him. Yeah. Once in a blue moon, it, it, they she probably didn't talk to her dad that much. And that's, you know, all, all it takes is one phone call. Yeah. Set yeah. shit off for a long time. Lord have mercy. Because I, I was very, I was very aware of, Ma, I felt for you. I, I care about you. You're my mother. I was very worried about you. Listen, Howard. And you were very sad for many years. You say, you say, Things that every normal human being right. encounters so in I, their life. So I, of course, take this all in, um, and a lot of fears came out of the result. It's not a criticism of you. It's just the way I was formed. And so I'm going to try to become my own man and not live and, your childhood, live mine. <laughs> but he has so many handlers. How is he living his own life when he needs a tutor for everything? <laughs> and just basically needs every little thing done for him, like turning on the television. Right. Having his toenails clipped. And how is this not a criticism of her? Yeah. I mean, she filled him with fear and horrible <laughs> stories. I and know, I know. Sounds like a fucking criticism to me. <laughs> hey, what did That's you hey, gaslighting? Well, what, what, what did you have? What happened this weekend? <laughs> oh, we went camping. My parents, to, you know, we started a fire. You know, we had hot dogs. Yeah, what did you do? Oh, they took me to a concert. It was great. What did your mother do? She filled me with fear. 
<laughs> fear and fear and Holocaust stories. <laughs> Did you ever see? I don't know if you guys were were ever fans, but in the King of Queens, there's one episode. I think season six called "The Angry Family," where they go to the school and the kid has written a story, like and he made a book called "The Angry Family," and he says it's a, and they think it's about his family. He's get like telling oh. class, and so they have to go into counseling to this priest. <laughs> And uh, it's no. just one of the what's what's one of my favorite fucking episodes because they just go on they go off on each other inside of the priests uh, whatever they're in the rectory, and um, anyway I I recommend that to anybody go on find that one episode it's like the first episode of that season. Um, let's continue. This is taking you uh, over ten years, and I'm I'm hardly I've hardly made a dent. me. I feel bad. I really do. I'm feeling no, listen, it's okay. I'll get over you. Oh, stop it. It's not her fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault you had a tough life, but I took a lot of it in. That's all. So I'm working through it. Yeah, Dad, too. Life. Dad had a horrible life. Really? Yeah. Yeah, really. You don't. I you know you that. Had, I think you had a very good life. The difference is Ben took it on the chin, and I don't think he – I mean, I'm sure he told Howard eventually about what went on with his life, but – or maybe maybe Ray did. I don't know. But uh, Ben would have been the kind of guy to just kind of stiff up her lip and goes, yeah, that was life. Pick your fucking – you know, to get a helmet, move on. I think uh, mm -hmm. Ben and Ellen are more alike and yes. Ray and Howard. Yeah, they're Stoics. They're Stoics. Absolutely. And there's yeah. one clip I would like to play one one of these episodes, if not this one, where – um. Howard gets Ellen's daughter, his niece, on the phone, and then he starts to talking to her, and then Ellen comes on, and they have a little discussion about parenting, and it's a great, great call. Uh, I know I have it somewhere, but I think oh, it would yeah, be good to play. Yeah, I want to hear play. that. Yeah, so, so we'll see how much we can get. Ma. That's I'm not, my opinion. I didn't say I had a bad life. I just told you I have certain you fears. I didn't say I had a bad life. You talk endlessly about how awful your fucking life was in Roosevelt, in high school, at camp. You know, you couldn't get a college. It all sucked. And you changed and said, I got a model in college. There's never a good life. <laughs> I mean, we all see the good things. but It's such a it's such gaslighting. Oh, God, we're, we're going to get the shit for this. For three gaslightings in one episode. We'll have to make up a buzzword for it. But fuck it. That's what it is. What else it do you is, call though. it? What, what else it do you is. call it? That's what yeah. it is. Fuel, fuel igniting. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. Here we go, guys. But I Being a, a terrible mother. No, yeah. you had a horrible life. Oh, I Not had me. a horrible life. You had a good life once you married dad, but you had a horrible childhood. I feel sad about that. Oh, I care about you. I know about that. But, Ma, you asked me what I talk about in therapy. I'm telling you. That's why you hate therapy. In other words, you're overcoming my bad life. No. Yeah, well, yeah, in a sense, <laughs> but also a lot of other things. Well, uh, listen, Howard. Homosexuality. I'm just, uh, I just wanted you to know your father's and my feeling about uh, those questions. It's embarrassing. Ma, you lost. You knew you're, me least. You're not really upset about that. No, I'm joking around. Thank actually, you. But uh, how it is turning it into a very serious. No, thing. you hate me. Bob, isn't wasn't that one of the first things you said? The whole uh, couch it in the premise of I'm joking around, but it's not a joke. Oh, yeah, they're always they're always joking around. Right. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's all they do is joke around these people. Yeah. 
So, she's gonna, so when Howard dies, she's going to have a party. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the best clips ever. <laughs> and the thing that's that sells joking. it is Artie's laugh. <laughs> I'm joking. Come on. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the thing, too, that kind of adds up for me is you see this with, you know, there's a lot of NPD relationships that someone can have. But one with a parent is the parent will definitely someone, an NPD parent will definitely put a lot of emotional, their own emotional burden on their child. And you actually see a reverse parent child dynamic to where the child becomes the parent and the parent mm-hmm. becomes a child. So this would actually be pretty consistent with what you'd see with a parent with NPD for sure. What, what Howard's describing. Well, we've played in some breakdowns, I think, earlier on, basically about how she's avoiding his call now. Mm-hmm. And because she's she's he says, be quote, and I've got the clip. <laughs> she he, he does nothing but complain. <laughs> I was going to say, join the like, club. Who isn't right. avoiding this guy's call now? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Everyone. Uh, uh, well, what, I know Chris Rock and I are friends, but you know it's it's his weird. own mom. <laughs> his own mom is avoiding. She's well, there's like a hundred. One of Jerry's Jerry Lewis's kids was on an, an interview after he passed away. Uh, Jerry passed away and said, "When um, when the doorbell rang, all all of his kids scattered. We knew to run because we didn't know what kind of mood he'd be in." <laughs> oh yeah. And I believe it. Like I totally, I love Jerry's. I love a lot of Jerry Lewis's stuff. My God, he was he must have been just a t- complete tyrant at the house. So, mm-hmm. just imagine the same thing. And but it's just Beth and the cats and him. So when he gets home, oh. I, I'm certain he just goes, goes and does his own fucking thing. And whatever interactions they have is limited and stilted. And we see it. That's the evidence. And I want to know. I want to ask you guys, but you especially, um, uh, Sam. When these Instagram videos come out, certain ones, she wants them to come out or he like there's certain ones he wants out. There's other ones she absolutely wants out to make him look like a shithead. You agree? Um, yes, I do. I think that there's ones. I think there's ones where she puts him in there. I don't know if it's to to maybe just look and make it look like he's there, like they're together. Like, hey, see, we st- we're still living together. We're still here. We're doing it. This marriage oh, thing. Okay, uh, so I'm just wondering if you th- if you I'm just wondering if you guys think that they don't realize that these things are getting out there. They don't realize how it makes them look, or they they know completely how it makes them look. I think they have no idea how it makes them look. They're they they're no oblivious. Idea. Really? Okay. And okay. how? Are- and Howard yeah. has this just bizarre authoritative persona and all those videos. Oh, yeah. Uh, Instagram videos. But it makes sense because narcissists really thrive. There's a reason why they always want to be home and Howard wants to be home. They really thrive in the home. That's where they exert so much of their dominance. They can control almost everything. Um, they can control the people in it. They really exist within that home structure. And you even see it in those videos where he's almost talking to her like a fucking drill sergeant, or it's very accusatory and almost like a deposition mm-hmm. in some of the videos. It's also a lot of tell me, tell me. Like he, he's giving her orders, like say this, tell me that. 
You know, I mean, mm-hmm. kind of like how you would tell, talk to a toddler, like, what are you eating? What do you got there? But you, you want the baby to talk like they're just yeah. learning to talk. So you want them to identify an object. So you're saying, yeah. what is that in your hand? What do you got there? But th- that's not how you talk to your wife. Well, well, it might be no. how you talk to your your something you own. Um, the uh, the thing is, also when you mentioned about him being at the house and that's being you know he can be king shit there. Also, I found that more recently in the last the book promotion tour where he had to be interviewed in studio all the time instead of on location somewhere. And guys, remember, this is pre-pandemic. It's 2019. He can go into a good morning, you you know, good morning or you, you, the USA Today's office and do it there. And he can go to CNN and be interviewed by so-and-so or Huffington Post. And but he but it's like, oh, geez, no, no, let them come to me. I feel way more comfortable here. I think he, as he's gotten older, it's only gotten more to the point where he's that much said that so so much more insular where I can only do so much like uh, this. This is as far as I'm going to let the walls down. You've got to come over here and do it here because I control this space. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's more security blankets. There's more control. There's more everything. And if you see those interviews, if you look at them now, because a lot of them are on YouTube, you can tell how uncomfortable he is, even though he's in his environment. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't know necessarily what questions are going to be asked. And you can see him sort of like, like his stiff, you know, his back is up and, oh, God, whatever. You're like, oh, what's what's next? What's next? Well, look, it, look, look, you, know, you, you, yeah. you guys are doing right now the Gary party, right? Oh yeah, the dinner left. party, <laughs> Bob Bowie's feast. Okay, so so you see how much he even tried to control. He this didn't start at the right time. This should have started at this time. It should have been this kind of shove. It should have been this kind of food. It should have been moved on at this time. It should like you see how much of a control goes in with these people, and they yeah. and and sadly the people that are close to him like Beth. I mean, they want to control more than that. Like, that's all ancillary. They want when someone's as close in a primary supply as Beth, they want to control your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, and they will get close to doing that. And in order to do that, like what Howard's mom did to him, fear is your biggest ally whenever you're trying to control someone on that kind of level and instilling that type of fear and erasing that kind of individuality. We see kind of Howard describing this now. I was filled with fear. Fear is will and always, it is and always will be the number one controlling mechanism for any group and any person there yeah. will yeah. be a narcissist know this and they exploit this yeah right. weapon weaponized fear jesus yeah going to therapy yeah i understand you I feel do right. not hate you how listen howard what can i tell I you talk about what a wonderful you that i don't hate and i talk about what a wonderful loving I'm mother i had curious about your going you love me so much i'm i was smothered you were smothered yes Oh, I, but that's not your fault. You love me so much. Well, I, I, I don't know. In what way were you smothered? Well, I mean, listen, you told me I was your ambassador to the world. <laughs> well, you- <laughs> Jesus, okay. I got to play this out a little more, guys. Well, that turned me into Jesus Christ. But that I never told you that as a little mm. right? Mm-hmm. You that I represent you? You do. 
and that I am your ambassador to uh, the what, world. Uh, what age? Uh, from this the time I was little. That's not true. Yeah, of course. That is not true, Howard. No, I never told you that when you were little. You were a man when I told you that. I couldn't wear jeans to school. Couldn't wear oh, you couldn't wear jeans. <laughs> okay, this is where some of his story starts to unravel a bit. Now, typically, and I just what, what she might have said it to him, and I believe she did, and I believe it was as an adult. But if it was as a kid, it wouldn't surprise me based on how she's reacting. But all parents want their kids to represent them when they're outside. If they, you know, they it's it's a rep, it's a testament to the kind of parenting they've done. Um, so, the, so the kid does say please and thank you, and the kid opens the door for people and helps clean up and ask the teacher, like you know, helps the teacher or whatever like that. Kids, parents are very proud to hear that their kids are well married. Mm. I mean, I, I don't think that's such a f- strange thing to to expect, but they certainly most parents wouldn't say you represent me right out there. You're I was my agent. Say, <laughs> I think like. You show the example, you know, like you're the example. And then when they go out in the world, you say, "Okay, don't forget to say please and thank you. Be very respectful, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you're the example. You don't say, hey, when you get out there on your play date, you're representing me. All right. So you're the (laughs) ambassador of me. Me, Don't fuck this up. Me, me, me. (laughs) Yeah. Bob? Well, again, this is and I'm really not trying to make this fit. With NPD, they want to erase you to a point that you essentially become an extension of them. This is, again, a classic NPD mechanism. You essentially are them. You are another limb of them. Yeah. And this is kind of what he's alluding to. But the other interesting thing here and what you see with a lot of that narcissistic relationship cycle when he goes, you you turn me into Jesus Christ. Okay. So when when they develop a new relationship with somebody, the first step isn't devaluement. The step before that is where they actually turn you into almost like a deity. And they it's almost like they project so much. Like, let's say um, I met Phil Moore and we we hung out and I'm like, man, you're just like this genius. And you put together this pot like I, I just start building you. And then after a while, you're like man, no, no, I'm just kind of a regular guy. And then like the pressure just keeps building on you. Mm. And it gets to be to a point that you're almost like stressed out. And you're like, Bob, there's no way I can live up to your idea of me. Mm. And I see that so much, so frequently with NPD people that I actually forget all the names in the step, but it's something like- Love um, bombing. Love bombing is one of the things that they do in the beginning, for sure. And that's a part of building you up. But they build someone up to a point like all the stuff that he projects onto Beth. You don't shit. You know, he's like, that's great. Remember, he's telling everybody that like she he's speaks, almost saying you're not even a bunch of languages. You're not a human being. You're a yeah. person like it's, it's almost like, dude, I can't live up to this idea that you have. Right. And they'll start chipping away at it like, oh, you weren't there for me at that point. Or, you know, if we go back to what I was at analogy with you and me, it's like, oh, uh, Fillmore didn't know where to go to, you know, have the perfect dinner tonight in the city. And Fillmore actually didn't. It's like they start devaluing you that way and it starts to chip away at your self-esteem. So I think Howard's mother set up this dynamic where she was building him through the roof. And he yeah. said, you built me up like Jesus Christ. 
and no one can live up to that. And it chips away at people. So, well, then in a very similar way, then he did the same to Beth, but on the air when she wasn't around by saying she was a model. She was this. She's had all these guys hitting on her. She's dumped. And that stupid, retarded interview she did with Benji, where she goes, I cheated on every guy I was with before Howard with him. My cheating days were over. As if to make her sound, I don't know, it certainly didn't make her sound virtuous, sounded like I'm the fucking Pittsburgh pincushion. But um, the idea that he built her up originally as being this, you know, really smart, this fucking polyglot, she's seen the world, you know, she's this, she's that. And then the fans start hating her already because, like, well, we know you're full of shit and, yeah, and you're making us this good. That's right. And all of a sudden you so now you start looking for flaws and you start waiting for it. you're like exactly. well, all we all we hear is all this smoke you're blowing up our ass. But then when she comes on, she sounds like a, a fucking provincial dullard and she can't say anything in she can't say anything in English. Fuck French and German. So so um what are you saying? And then all of a sudden it becomes instead of just like tolerating Beth, the fans actively start to look for reasons to hate her. And then you're saying what you're yeah. saying is that he would do this. He would just unravel that false self that 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 um, that build up reverses eventually. That's yeah. It, it's almost like if I okay. So let's say Sam and I are friends. She's never met film where I'm like telling her, you know, this guy. Everything he says is just hilarious, and he's got all these great ideas about what we can. Do. And then I tell you that film where I'm like, dude, I told her that you have all these great ideas, everything. And like, there's no way that you can live up to that. Yeah. It's and impossible. it's like if we finally all meet and everything you're saying isn't funny, I'm like, oh, I thought it'd be more funny. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I never said that I was like an endless well of, you know, humor. <laughs> but with like with Beth, like he's not even he's saying like she's not even human. She doesn't shit. <laughs> Just he's bragging smell. about that. that she, I've never pretty, seen her asshole. That's a pretty human thing to do. So yeah. there's no way that she can live up to that and sustain that. And she's done her best. And unfortunately, she's kind of malnourished herself. And I think really sacrificed a lot of her mental and physical health. Because people want to uphold that to, to stay a part of the illusion because they feed off the illusion. You know, Beth knows what the illusion is. We all know what the illusion is with Howard. Everyone in his life knows what it is. And mm -hmm. certain people are benefiting from keeping it going. Ralph benefits from it. Beth benefits from it. His staff benefits from it. But we all know the truth and the it, reality. And, it, and it's so plain as day when people like Jimmy Dore get on a podcast and say how that's a fucking wig like right out the gate like that illusion is just gone in two seconds nobody else is buying that you know and okay, except so, for the people that are keeping around him keeping that going yeah in his and head people, where, they, where he, he thinks i'm getting away them. with it he pays them to keep it going. And by the way, I looked up that NPD cycle. The stage one that I was talking about is called idealization. Okay. And then stage two is devaluation and stage three rejection and then discard. So, wow. Okay. Well, and we, we have you, you have used those terms before. It's just been a while since we started those early episodes, but I find it, I find it amazing. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if one day 
just because her system's completely fucking shot that Beth just wakes up like she one day she's just found laying there somewhere and she he she could have all kinds of sy- systemic problems because of being malnourished because she's really she does looking have awful. systemic problems she she's pre-diabetic she has anemia yeah she's clearly underweight these are all issues that pertain to your central nervous system function yeah. really because yeah. when your central nervous system's on high alert it locks up your digestive function and um I, you know, we, we see it already. She's talked about having these issues. So it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I think her heart's going to give out. Uh, and one day she, he's going to, she's just going to be fucking laying there on the couch and it's going to be, she'll, she'll be like Lane Staley. Uh, I mean, uh, but, and the way Wiggy is, God only knows, you probably just leave someone else. Can we get a fucking corpse tutor in here to wheel this out? Um, <laughs> he won't know how to call nine one one. The taxidermist. I don't know. Uh, let's continue. To school. That was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm getting over it. No, Ma. Listen, therapy is a chance for me to become a better man. What's so threatening about that? I, I wish Dad. Don't you wish Dad had been in therapy? I think it's wonderful. Don't you think you would have been a better parent, and Dad would have been a better parent, and a better uh, we, Dad and I would have even more of a relationship if he had learned. The things I've learned in therapy? Oh, fuck off. More of a relationship? Yeah. I have no idea. Of course, but things I get think better. I had a very good relationship with so him. Ben probably thought so, but he didn't realize he was raising fucking Godzilla. She gets all... She gets, she yeah. gets all... Not, she no, gets you defensive. can't change this. Well, right. you see, you we have a great relationship. A, a question of point of view. I want to tell you something. So you don't even you're not even there and you're you're so threatened by therapy that I'm there. You're afraid that they're poisoning me against you. They're Why not. Why do you keep telling me what I'm afraid of? Because you keep I saying think. it's a point of view. Has your relationship improved with Howard since he's been in therapy? Yes. I always thought I had <laughs> He has to answer for her first of all and second <laughs> Second of all, God, if, if if when you get the two of them on the line, which unfortunately can't happen anymore, I kind of wish it would. It, it only illustrates more each time exactly how like her he is. He, he is. It's her point and it's his point, and they're both passing each other. Like right. they are not yeah. even having a conversation. It's this is my point. This is my point. I'll answer for you. I'll answer for you. Nobody's listening. <laughs> Projection, projection, projection. Oh my God! I and yeah, he, both. he is he is her now, right? I mean, we're yes. all in agreement oh, yeah. on that. He is Ray, a worse <laughs> version of Ray. I <laughs> Ray still has her own hair. <laughs> <laughs> He's, yeah, He's Ray like has Ray-Zilla. stories that are real. Well, it's it's. Um, I mean, the impressions got old. Let's let's be honest. Fifteen years ago, I mean, uh, I I still enjoyed I enjoyed them for a while, but then eventually, it's like, are you really crutching on this? I'm still surprised he doesn't bring out fucking Ted Kennedy on the megaphone. Um, well, stop! Don't yeah. jinx that. If I do that impression in the next <laughs> couple of weeks, I will fucking kill you. I cannot hear Ted Kennedy. Oh, would you rather? Would you rather they hear? Brought back the agent, the agent oh, voice recently, and I go, you got to be kidding me i thought we were done with this yeah i thought we were done since millie is now legal um but <laughs> he seems to have but ben, benjamin and i benjamin and i recorded um colford part five and it's going to be on youtube and i think i put the inserts in but when i i included the clip where he talks about 
the Olsen twins being pieces of asses. And Benjamin went and got pictures of them from 2000 and they don't, he, they're like 13. They look 11, 10, like, oh, like 12. No. And he, they looked 11 when they were like 25. Yeah, I never yeah. got that whole thing with them. That is so disturbing. It is incredibly disturbing. And um, I, I just can't imagine how he didn't get fucking, I don't know, like <laughs> some people knocking on his door going, we have a few questions for you. <laughs> I never got the Olsen twins are hot thing either. I just thought they were cute. First of all, they're not, they're not like, hourglass figures they looked like they still look like little boards they're not i don't get yeah. it well they were and the other thing is of course it doesn't it doesn't help the fact that they were full house was so syndicated you always see them as these little kids oh right? yeah yeah that I was so even more doll. disturbing they, about the whole thing well yeah i yeah. mean so you imagine he was at home watching <laughs> watching full house on reruns like a continuous loop in his house <laughs> Oh, but he still doesn't know Saget. It's know disgusting. Anything. Yeah, fucking idiot. Had a good relationship. What do you mean improved? I'm just asking if you've seen any change. I always thought my relationship was great. It was. And is. <laughs> and Howard went on the air and said, I always thought I was easy to deal with. Tom, you say I'm difficult? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could juxtapose no, that. Not me, <laughs> Howard. Everybody else. Yeah, the station. All the station managers all think you're difficult. Not me. The advertisers don't like you. Um, and the rest of your staff don't like you. But you're fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's gotten even better since I'm in therapy. That's what you think. I'm able to tolerate <laughs> you. Oh, but I don't think that. Stop it. Uh, listen, mother, yes, you mom. have nothing to be afraid of. You are a terrific mommy. I love you. The fact that you <laughs> lost the contest about who knows Believe me best. Me, I am a to a total stranger. You lost to a total stranger. <laughs> and this is post that um, who knows Howard best game that they did on the air with him, Ralph, uh, sorry, Ralph, the parents, and Beth. And when he said, the so happiest weird. time of my life was, <laughs> was it well bet? And they go, not your kids? <laughs> oh, my God. It is so... Can you imagine? <laughs> he was even joking. <laughs> yeah, it was my sixth grade bus ride. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. I would love for the kids to hear that and then respond. I would love to get <laughs> Emily's re- response listening to it. <laughs> it you know. sense yeah. now. That Emily's in the woods with some shawl on her head, singing God knows what <laughs> yeah. by herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I bet they know their dad. <laughs> I bet they know that they know their dad real well. In fact, they could probably tell stories that he doesn't want to come out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're dating men successfully. You know what? She's created an amazing ambassador. You, you know the kind of uh, son you've raised? He just kicked a woman out of here because she would not show us her labia. Yeah. Who is talking? Party. The heroin addict. Yeah. Right. Could you repeat that? No, I, I, I was making a dumb joke. I'm sorry. But not at your expense. At, yeah. uh, at Howard's. At Howard's expense. Yeah. At Howard's expense. Mom, I'm going to tell you something. You have nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, believe me, I'm not ashamed. You're a good woman. I love my mommy. I think you're terrific. I love my daddy. I am. Okay, let's keep going. I'm very proud of the job I did. And I want to say something. I think I'm a I'm very generous woman to share 
my son with the world. Yes. That's- <laughs> <laughs> what a tell. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, Sing. do we still need to discuss whether or not she's a narcissist? Can we just uh, probably all not. come to an agreement now? The- can that's we all literally... just pick up our mics and drop them at the same time? <laughs> that's literally that's literally the guy on the street opening up his overcoat and showing you all these watches hanging out of them. Go, hey, yeah. check this out. <laughs> and we're done, dangling. We're... Exactly. How I but did you really have a choice? I didn't want a choice. No, you, but you don't have a choice. To, I chose to, do to that, and I wanted you to do what you wanted to do. But it's funny how you take credit for for my career by saying you allowed me to be shared <laughs> with the world. I don't take credit for your career. That's Don. I Buckwell. take credit. <laughs> it's John Buckwald. <laughs> he could not be more right. To that. Oh, big yeah. time, yeah. man. Oh, God, that's a whole other episode, guys. We'll we'll have that one in the can eventually. Yeah, fuck. Your attitude toward your career. Right. You do have a good attitude. And and uh, that's what I take credit for. Listen, but I told at, Where was the monster comment? Where did that come Ma, from? you did say something very revealing yesterday, even though it was a joke. Yeah, right. When you were in the studio, you said, I was asking you, you, you mentioned that you had had a miscarriage before me, and you said, gee, who knows what type of monster I would have given birth to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that might be the best line I've heard yet. <laughs> I don't recall that. <laughs> Oh my god, these people are horrible. <laughs> these people they're fucking vampire people. They're not even people. I mean, what kind of a comment? <laughs> a baby is a monster. <laughs> oh my god. Bob. <laughs> that that takes the cake, man. That is one of the best lines I've heard on the Stern Show ever. Who knows what type of monster I would have produced? <laughs> well, I tell you, we'll go outside and put a stake through its heart. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Christ. Monsters, Inc. <laughs> Her fucking womb is Monsters, Inc. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mike Wazowski waltzing out of there. Well, <laughs> we've got, um, like, we don't get, there's a oh. whole lot of Ellen. <laughs> Like, we don't hear enough from Ellen to really... I'd love yeah, to get yeah. sister's perspective more. And we do have some clips of her on, and I will play some eventually uh, within this series because the, oh. the, the dynamic between him and his sister fascinates me in some ways as much as him with his parents because <laughs> they just had this completely different personalities. <laughs> Bob's still loving it. <laughs> he said, who knows what kind of monster... <laughs> About a miscarriage. <laughs> well, it explains why he could make fodder of uh, Allison's miscarriage on the radio. Fuck. That's so true. What a terrible. What a terrible thing to say. Oh, listen. All right. I, I, listen. All right. I get it. I'm, I'm back. To you. <laughs> Bob's got to oh. go splash some cold water on his face. <laughs> one, oh, one of my, man, one of is... my friends. <laughs> One of my friends asked his mother, like, what, what the, you know, he was like as a child. And he, this is the answer he got from his mother, who's a complete fucking putana. She said, I don't know. I just wanted you out of me. 
that's that's, that's a term. little better. <laughs> and he was like, uh, it, didn't, oh. it didn't, it bothered him a little bit, but then it go, eh, whatever, don't worry about it. You're here now. <laughs> she didn't abort you. Uh, let's continue. <gasps> that time. She, she, even in a joke to refer to me as a monster, which I haven't oh, brought up. Wow. And I didn't bring it. I didn't have room for you for that comment in therapy <laughs> on Tuesday. Yeah, I haven't even around But I'm getting right. to that on Thursday. Yeah, you're losing his sense of humor. For no, but, but, but let's be serious. Let's say I know in you said family, it. family, we always had a sense of humor. But why do we have to have a sense of humor at my expense? If I said, Dad, what kind of monster are you? Do you think he would have laughed or he would have beaten the shit out of me? <laughs> I once I once made comments about that. He you know, threatened to punch me out. You know what it was? Yeah, no, he never he never fucking threatened no, to punch him out. That's ben bullshit. Not a violent no. man. No, you just look at him. <laughs> he would have he would have he would have earned that beating if he'd gotten it. But she she hates her kids. She looks at them <laughs> as monsters. She hates them. Just like Howard hates his kids, she hated her kids. Wow. God knows what monster I would have had. That yeah. is oh. so good. Oh. He had a schmo and he threatened and to punch me out. And he chased you around with a belt. Yes. Your father never punched you out. He tried and I locked myself in a bathroom. Oh, please. So when you say to me on the air, who knows what type of monster I would have given birth to that time? Do you really believe on some level that anything you gave birth to would be a monster? No. In other words... No. Do I... <laughs> I'll let this play out. believe you're a monster? Of course not. You're the one that's the sweetest people in the whole world. But yet you said it. I was joking. I, I know, know I but many a truth is said in jest. I do think you're overreacting. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, listen, and you know. I would never say my mother's a monster. My mother's a lovely, beautiful woman. Beautiful. Let's not get carried away. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I don't mean to get that shallow, but come on. Dramatic. You don't create a you don't create a creature like Howard without fucking having having pissed in the gene pool a little bit too much. Listen, what he he knows he knows that she meant it. That's why he's not. He speaks her language. He's her. That's why he's like, no, no, you meant that. I speak what you speak. You definitely don't. Don't but like it was just a, but it was just a joke. I was just joking around, right? Oh yeah, I'm just joking. Plus, right, it's just like when he gets backed in, into a corner about Artie or anybody. Yeah. He said it's just a joke. By yeah. the way, monster also has you could think of it like giving birth to a monster like you're going to be a horrible person or whatever. But Howard is a very vain person. So when he says monster, He's also probably thinking she thinks I'm ugly. She thinks I'm yeah. an ugly, hideous monster like the beast. You know, like yeah, the creature from the black blue yes. from the black lagoon. Yes. So he's probably really well, hung up on that. Well, she he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he does look like there's something that you, that you found in a live bait shop. <laughs> I mean, he is hideous. You know what I was thinking about, Fillmore, when we when we were doing the Patreon yeah. the other day. You were oh, yeah. playing clips from when he was on AGT. Oh, yeah. And it was like the whole AGT staff or whatever uh, cast. Yeah, they're all pretty it was like decent looking. These good, these good looking people and this just anaconda <laughs> hanging around the background. 
like just a lurking threat. He looks right. so out of place with like, these just, people. Yeah, they don't even look like the same species. It reminds me. No, they me, don't. They don't. Like they were. It was like a different show. Like, oh wait, is did we invite somebody from Hogwarts to join the cast? <laughs> like, like one of the Defense of the Dark Arts teachers. It's like it's like one of the <laughs> leftover costumes from Star Wars. <laughs> it's just like weird. Like what the fuck? Like Hagrid's skinny he, fucking brother came to join the cast. He's he's twice as tall as everybody, and they're like taking these photo shoots, and he he just looks like a like a slithering like yeah like a reptile like he's just gonna hurt one of them. It, when, he looks when, so out of place on that. When Lucas yeah. when Lucas made Star Wars, there was all these extra aliens that they never got to use. These costumes that were held together with like tape and shit. And uh, when they did, there was a, a Christmas special, a Star Wars Christmas special around that time. You can find it on YouTube. Mm. And one of the aliens, they, they all the whole cast called it Cuntface because it looked like a big vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Howard on AGT Cuntface. It really is. Yeah. So I mean, let's be honest. Uh, he uh, it, it, it's he's always had an uh, an issue about his looks. And uh, listen, I I understand that because God knows I've got friends growing up. They wanted nose jobs, never got one. Like, and it was plastic surgery was a lot more expensive back in the day. Now I'm sure it's still not cheap, but it's more. There's certain things you could do to change, like mole removal and all these the acne removal. Things have you know really progressed. They would have definitely have had a better life and certainly better, you know, luck with <laughs> the other, the opposite sex had they gotten these treatments back in the day. So I get that. But he, you know, when you talk about looks, man, he was not dealt a, a good hand. Sam. You know what AGT, the whole thing reminds me of. It's like when you, I think when he did it, it's kind of like going grocery shopping hungry and you come home with more stuff than you bargained for. I think he thought he wanted the exposure, like he wanted to do something and he wanted to make the fun announcement. Yay, I'm on a primetime show. I'm yeah. doing AGT. But then he realized, oh, shit. Now I'm I on HGTV. Here. <laughs> I, I'm, I have angles I don't like. I have lighting yeah. I don't like. I have people I don't like. And I don't like people. So, yeah. oops. Yeah. And I don't like I, work. I, I bargained Ace, for I don't too much like. here. <laughs> Right. And the, the, so he started he started dressing like little Lord Fauntleroy on that fucking show. And you put you put him in a suit like like we said, the suits wear him. Uh, it was just like those, um, you know, those paper things, you, those old dolls where you, you, you make oh, your own clothing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you're right. But the, the AG and the AGT is going to be a whole fucking other saga. And when we get into that one, I know Raven's going to be all over that with clips and g GIFs and all that. That's going to be that's going to be a fun one. Um, let's continue and then we'll take a break. As far as I'm concerned, I feel you have all the right standards. I feel you treat people well. That's on the conscious I level. Subconsciously, very well. Subconsciously, you might think your own children are monsters. Uh oh. I Did you ever hate me? Children. Did you, you ever kidding? resent me or hate me? Huh? Did you ever resent me or hate me? No. Then you then you need to be in therapy. I should resent. Sure, of course. I think. You Did you ever resent? Well, he well he hates her. He's hoping for her to say that so he can justify the fact that he can't stand her. He says he, he loves also, her. He also resents but, his children. Yes, he does. Absolutely. Me for the fact that I I had a good childhood and you didn't. That's maybe many. Times. 
say to me, uh, son, you are the child. You have everything I, I didn't want it, and you are the person that I think is great. And he also asks almost every guest who has siblings, do were you jealous of your siblings? Do you think they were jealous of you? The same kind of dynamic. Was there always some kind of, oh, did you think, uh, you know, fuck them? Why should they be acting? I'm the only actor in this family, that kind of crap. So, wow, just <laughs> no one's immune. <laughs> Ray's hey. getting this too. And that's the way I really feel. Well, I love you. And I love you too. But I think the questions were unfair. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Next, uh, we'll have a round two. I just wanted to contest it. Can you give me a question that you think would be relevant? Do I Give me an idea of what you think would have been a good question. I have to think about it. I really would have to think about the questions. You want me to make up questions? Yes, I want you to make up questions. <laughs> because I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I've... Well, you're so sensitive and you're, you're so into uh, sensitive questions. I felt that there should be some heart-rendering questions. But you know something? Okay, a little bit more, guys. I don't think you want to re reveal yourself. I do want to. I will answer any question you say. All right. Then I'm going to make up some questions Ooh. for you and have a contest. Wait. Dad's on the phone. He wants to say something. All oh. Right. Well, hold on a sec. Uh, yeah, Dad. Hello, Howard. Yes. Alice? Yes. Hello? Yes, hello, Dad. Um, I am, hello? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'm listening. Thank you. What, just, what was that? All right. There was Dad. <laughs> it was just clips. It wasn't really him, but that, that oh. actually was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Rare, rare moment of comedy on the on the Stern show. Who know who who remembers that? That's a tape. Mom, joke. That's what my mom hears every day. <laughs> what happened to him? Uh, he's gone. <laughs> that was a tape. Oh, that was a tape. Right. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> uh -huh. Man. How's Dad doing? Can you hear stuff? What? Is that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. He does, but she doesn't want to wear one. Really? She's getting like my dad. My dad did fought the hearing aid. And Listen. We... Yes. You, you know, this is not the subject we're on. My hearing. <laughs> so, uh, alright. Uh, thank you for listening. Alright, Mom, me. listen to me. I love you and adore you. <laughs> I know that, Howard. You are a good mother and my father is a good father. He was my hero growing up. <laughs> well, and and here's, was, a, here's another is, one for you. Still is. news he said. That's right. Still is. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mother. You'd never know, depending on the day. <laughs> Most of the times he was or the, the first father on. Yeah, or the book. Exactly. Just a little bit more, guys. All right. I love you very much. There you go. You got to say that. You know what? I got to make everything good. Listen, she's a lovely woman. Yeah. They are so threatened by this psychiatry. I hear about it. <laughs> I, I think, think, they think they're being blamed is. for yeah. everything in there. Yeah. They think it's some sort of evaluation on what they did. Right. Yep. No. They take it personally. And let's face it, it is. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, I was just yeah. Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to say that. I got he's such a... He's right. Oh, God, I love Artie. God, he's such a scalpel. When it, when that show, when he ever had something to say, he didn't have to say anything for a half hour. Then he'd give you something, a little fucking, just a little jab, and all of a sudden, boom, knockout. You know, even with all his demons and whatever yeah. that psychology is for being a drug addict, sure, he was the realest person, you know?
he was just the he was the sounding board of realness in that room that they are sorely lacking now (laughs) he never made me laugh more than we he went on them about the dog academy awards (laughs) and he said they gotta be so fucking gay (laughs) 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 then he goes into the prouder willie story go ahead bob Sam, do you, are you saying you think that it's lacking some realism now on the show? Yes. <laughs> just a tad. Oh, okay. I was just wondering. Uh, you think there's not a lot of common sense now? No. No. None. <laughs> I mean, it's like... All right. Just wanted to check. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for getting the temperature, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Common sense. You know, zero point zero. <laughs> At house, they are not the same. Right. So it's not the parents. We're both fucked up, though. Okay. Oh, stop it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My sister's beautiful. She's wonderful. It's um, your reaction right. to right. what's going on. All right. Look. Guys, I found the audio and I found the Instagram, even though I'm not on Instagram just yet. I will start it up as soon as I figure out my passwords <laughs> to one of my six accounts. Um, and this is uh, the, the thing we were talking about. Raven sent me this one. All right. Your question of the day here. Pebbles out in the hall. Bella is eating her chicken. It's about to shit on the mirror. What are you doing? What's this one doing? What are you doing? <laughs> That's an evil cat. <laughs> Who cares what it's doing? What about me is hardest for you to understand? What about you? Is hardest for me to understand? Can I go oh, first? I can't even say. I can't say it, but I know I know I have an answer. Oh, I don't understand. There are certain people in your life who I think you should not let they should not have access to you. And I don't understand why they do. Okay. But I do understand. I get it because you've explained it to me. Um, what is hardest for me to understand about you is your um Sometimes negativity. What? They can't even so look positive. at each other. What's the matter with you? How do you say that? Sure. Honey, you're very negative. People oh, don't know this about on. Beth. Everyone thinks she's such an angel, but she's so negative. Oh, please. You know you don't are. Don't take your nap. <laughs> oh, my fucking oh, God. Take a nap. And that smile, that but like, because she lost all like nutrition from her body, it literally is just a skeleton with yeah, a it's smile. Feed, it's feeding off itself. All the muscle oh, mass is being fucking consumed. They are so <laughs> they are living with each other. They can't even look at each other. No, they can't. God, just disgusting. Anyway, I will see if I can include the video in the uh, we normally it depends. I don't know if this is going to be a Patreon episode or a YouTube episode because now we have to re- be really selective. But I know <laughs> Sam's going to want the Tracy versus Gary part two on YouTube. Oh, yeah. That's that's visual. So we're going to definitely try to keep visual stuff on YouTube because hence, you know, why else do you have videos out there? Um, the next clip, guys, uh, I'm going to play a little short one. My mother's quote was. I want my children to anticipate my needs Wow! and understand what I need so that they will understand others. No, that's not how it works. All I do is understand her needs and now I resent everybody else's needs. <laughs> okay, before we get into that, I'll give you guys the timeline. March 24th, 2020. Sam? When you're a mother 
all you do from the time they are born is anticipate your baby's needs. When are they going to be hungry? When are they going to be tired? When do they need to be uh, burped? Whatever. It is, and then from there, it just gets even more, more needs, more compounded until they can take care of themselves. And that's what you build. There is not a single second, I think, what is Mia going to do for me? It's what is Mia going to do for herself that makes her feel good and then our home feel good? What are you going to do for the family because you want to, because you feel pride in doing that? Not because I want you anticipating my needs. I don't want to wake up thinking, oh, shit. That's what I'm saying. There's a total inverse, like I said before, where the child becomes the parent. So you're saying as a parent, it's supposed to be the opposite. And what I was saying, when you have an MPD parent, it inverses to where you have the complete different relationship to where the the child starts to mother or father the parent because they're anticipating their needs. That's why MPD parents are really I mean, any relationship with any of these fucking people on any level is traumatic, Mm -hmm. but. I, I don't know. I It's hard to say whether like a spouse or a parent or I, I don't know, but I would have to imagine a mother and son is probably a pretty severe dichotomy because a mother just has so much emotional access. But <clears throat> it's, yeah, a strange, total inverse. It's, a, it's a strange dynamic between uh, mother, son, father, daughter. My sister is like me. We don't give a fuck how we look so much. She does look, she naturally looks great. Um, uh, she's, uh, but she's not so, she doesn't really give a fuck about what other people think. And my mother thinks a lot about what other people think. So it was always like, why don't you do your hair like this? And why don't you basically be like me? And then she, you know, so, so she got along way better with dad because she was more like dad. In this case with Howard, He's like Ray, but it's not a it's nothing that's beneficial. It's not a relationship. Like if she's damaged, he's damaged. Um, yeah, now but maybe, Ray, maybe, Ray maybe, turned maybe that him means into a parent. Yeah. Right. Ray turned him into a parent is right. kind of what he's saying and what happens often. Right. And I do see that happen more with narcissistic mothers, too, because yes. they usually have damaged relationships with their fathers. So they gravitate more towards a male kind of protection but anyways yeah i do i do think though like um with mothers and daughters the ones who do push that push that why aren't you doing your hair like that or your makeup Mm -hmm. like that or pushing that that's not good you need to let them be what they want to be i mean brush your hair brush your teeth whatever you know the regular hygiene things but they're let them come into their own. Pushing well, that on them is not good. In terms of dynamics, personality was such a defining factor in who you got along with as friends and whoever else. So even within families, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be an NPD thing, but there can be such a clash that when they say, who's your favorite kid or who's your favorite parent, they have an, ha- they have an answer. I love my dad more hmm. than my mom, that kind of thing. So with him, well, I just, I just no, find it, it amazing. Go ahead. It becomes very prevalent in an NPD family structure because there's going to be a scapegoat child. Sure. There's going to be a golden child. And I get the impression that Howard's sister was maybe the scapegoat, at least for Ray and Howard. Obviously, 
from where I'm sitting, it's pretty obvious she doted over him and uh, idealized him. And I don't see him being the scapegoat by any means in that family dynamic. So would you say that Ben, if, if Ellen had Ben's personality, that would have enabled her with enough strength of will to just say, well, fuck both of you kind of thing. I'm fine. I, I don't have the psychological problems you have because I'm not yeah. either of you. It's possible. I mean, every person, regardless, wants both parents' affection. Right. But if she has a proclivity to be more towards Ben, like we've said, which is a more stoic, rational, pra- pragmatic, less emotional. You have to understand NPD people, they're highly emotionally dysregulated and emotionally driven. Mm-hmm. People that are closer to probably what Ben and and Howard's sister are, are not going to be as emotionally driven. They're going to be um, more pragmatic and um, rational. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. In my family, I'm the woman now. I'm you're you know, the head. I'm the, I, I, I want to be. Because, you know. Okay, he's the woman. Okay. Well, he dresses like a woman. That's not going to help. Um, this clip is called uh, Wiggy Raised Like Hitler, and it goes back to <laughs> my guess is early 90s, So, because there's no date on it. Look, I said I don't know what I'll do if my kid is smoking a joint, okay? Okay, well, anyway, how else? How the hell do I When we're talking, like, when I say early 90s, I'm not joking. The story about the audio quality, guys, that's what we had to deal with. You know what and I'm going to do? Voice. I barely know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Do when she talks back to me. Oh, you do. Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't want to come off like my mother came off of me every minute, like a little Hitler. Right. I don't know, like a Hitler raising me. <laughs> Everything I did. I mean, now I'm afraid to step on a twig because uh, I was raised from uh, Hitler. Okay. Hello, Robin. How are you doing this morning? I'm okay. This is blaspheme. A woman saying she's Hitler is on the phone. <laughs> I think that's gay rich, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hitler checking in. Hitler is checking in. That's right. I'm afraid of my own shadow from Hitler. You're afraid of your own shadow. No, you were just, you were incredibly, <laughs> you're, I mean, you I, know, Howard, it, it took me till I was you know, 34 Howard, years old to get an earring. You somebody to blame for your inadequacy. I blame you. And uh, you figure it's me, right? Yep. Kyle Ma. <laughs> How good was this show when you had the Jackie you could laugh? You had Fred with drops at the ready when it wasn't even that easy. Carts. Oh, it was so yeah, great Fred to period. march. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. The Nazis are marching in Heil Ma. <laughs> Kyle mommy. Well, I'm not gonna. You gotta loosen up. I gotta loosen up. Just loosen up. I think you're a little too loose. It's a little too. It's a little too late for. uh, That's the point. Why are you busy wondering whether I'm loose? I want to know why you're so hostile toward me. Make a few friends. (laughs) Go out and party with them. Stop listening. He got an earring at 34. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. It's a year younger than me. I, I've missed the earring boat. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> you think, yeah, there's a cutoff age where you, yeah, it's a little bit of a midlife crisis if you're going. I got that. my second hole in seventh grade. <laughs>
to the show so much. Oh, I shouldn't listen anymore? Because I'm, because I'm a complete you wanna, you anal don't want compulsive. You want me to listen? Answer the question. I'm totally, I'm obsessive compulsive. You're a- First she said anal compulsive. I wonder why. Freudian slip? <laughs> <laughs> anal retentive from, from being raised by a woman who wouldn't well, let me walk out the door think, without... Don't you yeah. think you're old enough to take full responsibility for your behavior? How's my father, Eva Braun, doing? <laughs> your father, Eva Braun? He's your your father is Eva Braun. Yeah, Eva how Braun. Do you that, how do you figure this? Hitler's uh, girlfriend. <laughs> okay, a little more. That's inter- that's interesting. He what? he called her Hitler, the woman, yeah. right. and he's calling Ben Eva Braun. Mm-hmm. Who dressed and dressed Ben? Who dressed in drag from time to time at the temple? But more so because Ray is clearly the dominant NPD evil force in that household and Ray's just the and uh Ben's just the Ava Braun along for the Heil ride. I guess so. Yep. 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 This is funny. This is funny. It better be or my rating is gonna sink. Oh no, <laughs> I really No in all seriousness my you you were a little heavy handed in raising me. A little too worried about everything. I was very concerned. Took me until I was 34 years old to get an earring. And I did the best. <laughs> no wonder he discovered alcohol at 40. <laughs> 34 years old to get an earring. That yeah. I would never reveal that to the public. That's, <laughs> no. That's so fucking lame. That's incredible. Yeah, 34? Exactly. I mean, think about the time he spent agonizing over a tattoo. Oh, at God, forty yeah. something, <laughs> and then a look, and he actually went on the air because I'd like to do something about this. I got it done. It was kind of shitty, whatever. And then the looks, like <laughs> going from look to look every couple of years, and then deciding I'm going to go with the rock look. <laughs> it didn't have a piercing until <laughs> Wellington the Grunge. Rock look. <laughs> In '92, he still looked like in '92, he still looked like he should have been in the Cherry Pie video. Oh God! Oh man! Job I could do, and now no, you were a little too involved. You were a little too involved. You you should have gotten a job, and uh, made me a latchkey kid. (laughs) A latchkey. Yeah. I should have made you something, but I don't know what. You know how he. My father's out back digging a bunker. (laughs) (laughs) Digging Hitler's bunker. (laughs) A split level bunker. Can you imagine calling your mother Hitler? No, you. I didn't say you were Hitler. I said you raised me like a little Hitler. Um. Okay. So, so the way he's explaining, he she raised him like a little Hitler, to be like Hitler. No, I think she. she was, I think he, he meant screwed she up. Was, she treat. Yeah, he. Yeah, okay. He. he didn't I like think that. so. Yeah, I think it's just narcissist double speak, really, and maybe seven. And now, I, I don't. And he hates confrontation, so he's got to backpedal right out of this. Yeah, big time. Oh, you were very, that doesn't mean I'm Hitler. You're a very I'm intense just, mother. You're, I'm you're, intense you're into mother. intense mothering. Smothering. Well, let me tell you something. I must have done something right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, Ray. <laughs> I really don't. Right. All right. Yeah, totally. No, it's just my, I don't mean to be. I don't. I'm sorry if it came off negatively, but <laughs> it's just You're sometimes sorry, huh? such intense mothering. Speak is, before, you know, I'm a 34 year old man. I don't need Howard, to. Yeah. You you just don't say nice things to me and to other people. And I think you should think before you speak. Well, here, here's my point. Do you hear this? This is the way she's talking my whole life. I mean, if I did anything wrong, it was such a guilt trip. Well, that 
what, what to do the you point mean? where you I have such a super ego. Be responsible for I your have so- Bob, again, like we've talked about with Beth, if she even slips up or does something wrong, she has to pay for it forever. And that it's again, it's those guilt trips. It's those things that stick with you forever. That's what drives this whole central nervous system to become you know, basically like PTSD, like someone that's been in a war, like it's it's the overwhelming guilt and whatever that comes with you slipping up even for a second. Mm-hmm. He's even talking about that here back then. And um, the one the one thing I, I forgot to bring up, but in the visual, if you guys get to see it, I'll, I'll put a link to it if I can for the Instagram video. And the reason why I played it, if you see, if you look at the video itself. She, you hear before Beth goes, she she has to couch. She goes before she says, "You're why do you have to be so sometimes negative?" The way she said it was like she was going to say, "Why do you have to be so fucking negative?" But she had to yeah. stifle it and cushion it somehow because he wouldn't be able to take it. And as it was, he wasn't able to take the cushioning version of it. So of course, it's the same dynamic. He's She's got negative. No more. What are you talking about? We just it's, don't know. Bingo. Right. She's film. She's negative. Yeah. And how how Tell long me. have we heard Howard tell story after story of his mom just being horrifically negative about her childhood, about hating all the adults that he liked in his yeah. life and just creating a house of misery? And he mm-hmm. he is Ray. He's yeah. Ray Stern. Ray Zilla, as uh, well, Sam called. called yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Such a super ego now. It's like I hear my, you know, I just, you know, I walk down the street and I think about, well, maybe I see like a dollar on the street laying on the floor. I hear my mother in the background, don't pick it up. I don't pick it up. Don't take it. Return it. God, talk about a Sophie's choice. <laughs> That's an easy what, choice. It would have been an easy choice, Howard. You have OCD. Why would you pick up a dirty dollar on the ground? Oh, wait, because you're faking that illness. Yeah. It's a dollar. It's it was a fucking penny. He'd he'd be fucking he'd be elbowing grandmothers to get at that fucking nickel. Oh you know, you hear that voice <laughs> fountains, that? fountains in the mall must give him a heart on. <laughs> <laughs> he throws in a piece of wadded paper to me, colored to look like a coin. <laughs> He brings a snorkel to the mall. <laughs> a power magnet at the end of a hook. <laughs> Big shop P- bag. Picking up everybody's wishes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Just remind me of the uh, Benny Hill wishing well, where he, he puts a coin in with he's with his wife, and then <laughs> this beautiful hot chick appears instead of the mother, the wife, and, the, and she's in a bikini. Then the bikini chick throws in a coin, and then this big muscle guy appears. <laughs> then the muscle guy throws in a coin, and the girl disappears. <laughs> That's how Dude, I, 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 th- these two, uh, let's face it, both of these. Rays that we're listening to right yeah. now. I don't know if I can get through this whole clip, man. I'm seeing how much is going on here. Both their voices are just. I, it's so hard. It's, ex- I, it's excruciating. I, I hate. Them. <laughs> you, I hate both of them. 
could you imagine Howard on It's a Small World? Have you ever seen how many coins are in the bottom of that moat? Oh, my God. <laughs> if he went on one vacation, it would be there <laughs> with a big... I could hear him talking about it. Yeah, all these people, they just threw their coins and you never believe it. Yeah, you just walk in there and soak them all up. <laughs> Hard on by the phone. <laughs> he's lowering he's lowering Emily by the ankles to go to the water to go grab some <laughs> <laughs> He's got his kids. He bought his kids yep. snorkels. <laughs> well, I don't think he'd go out of pocket, but he's certainly... oh yeah, let's not get crazy. But he's got his he's got his kids wading through the waters. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how many kids do we have, Allison? Three. Get all three of them down. There's a whole fucking lake of these coins. <laughs> She's a baby. Oh, she can. Fine. She'll be fine. They're walking. They're walking back to the car with the wheelbarrow. He throws <laughs> Bianca in. <laughs> that copper goes a long way. Or cracking in the background. I hear that voice all the time. There's got to be a way to get rid of the super ego. You know what? I hear if you do enough LSD, it goes away. Hmm. But so does half of your mind. Yeah, it's like you don't Is that know. Bad to return things to their owners. No, it's just that I hear that voice. I hear your voice in the back of my head all the time. But is it a bad voice? It's it's a it's an annoying voice. <laughs> it's, an annoying it it's not helping to hear that it? voice every minute. No. And so you like, tell I'm, me you don't teach your children the right thing? Plus now I'm like real superstitious and stuff. Li- I think like bad things are going to happen to me. I'm asking the question. Oh my God. Yeah, it's so annoying. I felt I the need to fucking do. replicate it on my show for 30 years. I can't do anymore. <laughs> the, the voice, man. I'm telling you, I'm in pain. Okay, well, good. Come it's, on. We got- it's like <laughs> two of them. It's like two two of them simultaneously attacking me. <laughs> Take yeah, an edible. Left speaker. Left speaker. Left rant. Right rant. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Come on. We'll power through a little bit. Plus, I'm you really, don't teach right. your children the right thing? <laughs> to a degree. To a degree? What to degree, a degree. is that? What um, degree is that? I don't like. Okay, when I want to go to bed, when my kid wants. Did you teach your children to say to their mother, "You see me once a week, and you think you know me"? Did you teach them that? <laughs> I never said that to yes, them. Yes, you said that to me. Well, to you, I say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, because <laughs> I don't like doing a good job of raising you. Take, you, you haven't heard the last. You take, of that you one take yet. my sister's children out shopping and stuff. I never see you do that with my kids. <laughs> So whiny, right? <laughs> well, that's, that's so his stock and trade. They're both the two of the the two of them are like gravel going through my fucking ear canal. Oh, oh my god. god, it really is. It's terrible. Oh. It's like well, it the good news is they're both dying alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben's still kicking, and that's his. He's in his own little hell, uh, but at least he doesn't have to fucking speak to them. Your kids are not available. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes. And what's this got to do with the kids? I was talking to you. Well, you don't take me shopping anymore. Take <laughs> you shopping. Yeah, you know, maybe I want some nice blue Levi pants. You're the only woman I know who knows where to find them. <laughs> I love you. Listen, it's not just not a question of love. You see, you take. He must have been. He must have also. <laughs> bad. Sorry. He must have had a hard on going through the women's boutiques as well, Sam. <laughs> going oh my God. Getting women. You know like, Levi's. I fucking. <laughs> I I understand Ben now. I get Oof. Ben. I dress up like a woman and run out of the house too if I had to listen to these two fucking idiots. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd be like, why, why are you leaving, uh, Ben? I don't, I'm going to dress up like a fucking woman and go to church. You don't ben, follow me. <laughs> ben, ben had ulterior motives for offering to be uh, an alcoholic with her. Oh, yeah. I, be an alcoholic, be a cross-dresser, whatever he was doing, whatever to get out of the house. I want out of this fucking clip. I mean, give me a Give me a keg and a straw. God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Everything is a question All of love. All kids have a problem with the way they were raised. Exactly. Don't it personally. Oh, come on, Robin. They, to call your mother a headless. <laughs> well, that's nice compared to what Robin called really? her Okay, so maybe, I guess, probably post-95. So maybe 95, 96, guys. Sorry. Um, but either way. Uh, it was going to say, yeah, ye, all kids make up stuff about their parents <laughs> like you did, Robin, for an entire book. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Let me say something nice. M is for the many neuroses. No, no, I don't need that. I don't need that. Howard. You haven't heard the last of it. No, here's the point, Mother. And let me let me just sum it up for you. Because, you know, you try you're to be open-minded. You're behaving yourself. Try, that's and the point. take full responsibility for your see, actions because see, it's time, Howard. I hear, you hear that voice? Now, that voice, this that is why, you know, you know that voice. I'm, you know, Robin, you know that I'm superstitious? Mm-hmm. About what? I'm not superstitious. superstitious oh, my God. Yeah, let me just, just sit for a break oh. in the fire. I got to, I got to get it. <laughs> just hold on. I gotta Can you just this. kill voice, me? Voice, dude. I, I, I want to die. Like, this voice is horrible. How come you're superstitious? Because that's superstitious how I. Superstitious is for ignorant people. That's how I interp interpreted your behavior. Superstition? That you could control behavior by outside forces. Like Sarno? In what way? I don't understand what you're saying. Because if you do it's this, good things will happen. If you do that, bad things will happen. If you do, everything was broken down into a battle versus good and evil. Yeah. And these good and evil thoughts are going on all the time. Well, are you good? When you say mean things to people, are you good? Oh, my Lord. And this, this is after the first episode where they're talking about you know, when he's explaining about how they used to trash people together just to get along with right. her. Mm, like people not on the radio for entertainment, like neighbors. Yeah. Just for the sake of, you know, shooting the shit in the kitchen. Lord. That's just the point. That's just the point. <laughs> when I, if I'm good. What did she say again? Are you good? Are you good? If yeah, you say when mean you things say to mean things to people. people? Right, let me uh, think about that. that. Give me a second to think and I'll tell think you about it. Hmm. I like the pins. <laughs> hey, Robin, you question. can't answer this. Who's I'll evil? Hey, I've never been mean to anybody. Oh. <laughs> I gotta I got isolate that. I'm sorry. Does this show hold up? I, I've wondered this about how. What the older these stuff shows hold up. Some I, things. I don't know. Like I, I listen back on like old O and A clips and like genuinely laugh. Mm -hmm. oh, and like God, sometimes yeah. I revisited Howard. I'm like, does this hold up? Is this guy a like not the, some I, I was thinking about this last night. It's like everyone. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I got to hear certain things, but it's like Robin's not talented. Fred's <laughs> not talented. Howard's oh, yeah. not really that talented. We have on this, like, I, I don't know. What, I, I just I I wonder how well this holds up. <clears throat> As okay. a whole, O&A holds up forever. It's that good. 
it's well, it's that also fucking it, it, good. Well, there's but, a couple of reasons for that. Go ahead. But Howard holds up for a few for a few reasons. There is nobody like him that slammed award shows and stuff that nobody was doing that. Everybody was praising award shows back in the day. Remember, it would be like post-Grammy, post-Academy Awards, and everybody was like, the fashion, the this, the that. Yeah. Who gets the who gets the interview? You know, the sort. Nobody was doing mm. what he was doing. It was fan-fucking-tastic. It was hilarious. I used to could not wait the next day after an award show to turn on the show the next day. Well, a bit like this wouldn't age well because the, the, he's just oversaturated the fucking audience with Ray impressions for for thirty years by this point. The difference is on O and A. Just that. Hold on, is just it one second. Just that. It, it, on right. O and A, if you turn tune into an interview, he's got well, not an interview, just a segment where Patrice is in there and they're just chatting with him. Even though whatever mm-hmm. the subjects are talking about might be a little dated, it's still a great conversation. But this conversation yeah, with Ray is yeah. it's not going to hold up because it's just too fucking self self-absorbed. And I got to exactly, say, exactly. It's so that, self-absorbed. When Artie got Go on ahead, the Sam. scene, when yeah. Artie got on the scene, that's when it got better for me. Oh, yes. For, like, that's when it became actually really funny a lot of times because he brought he brought he br- knocked them down. Mm-hmm. He also brought an awareness to them that I don't think that they had before. Like you have a oh, stylist, yeah. a, you're not going to pre- get rid well, of your stylist. A, a pre- well, a presence, yeah, already absolutely added a, 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 an element to the show that even Jackie wouldn't have done because Jackie was way older and not, you know, really not. He was he had his own addictions, but he wasn't going to have the same type of stories as already because. Uh, well, they're two different people anyway. And also he wasn't allowed to be as on mic as Artie was. Right. Yeah. I, I just I wonder. I, I don't know. Even with Jack. And I, and I that was a little bit harsh for me to say, like, Fred Fred's had untalented. Talent back in the day. R- Robin is untalented. Yes. <laughs> Fred, yeah. But really um, untalented. Yeah. She has no talent and she's the co-host. So mm-hmm. I, I just. I don't know. I I listen like I I look at what I listen to now during work and I just wonder, I I feel like so much of Howard just doesn't hold up. And like you said, this this clip right here, I guess at the time, because you were kind of in the Howard world, you know, I get you're involved with it. But has it aged well to me? No, like I can't even get through this fucking thing. And I don't think it's a clever bit. I don't think it's funny. I don't even remotely laughed at any point. No, it's self, it's self-absorbed and it's, it's masturbation basically for the air. And it was, it was, it was like, you know, it was its own entity back then. But again, like I said, it, it gets old, like he got old and I mean, Steve Dahl made. Let's use Steve Dahl in this example. He tried to go back to do other radio shows, and he didn't get ratings because people just, you know, it didn't happen. It wasn't. It's also not an era where radio is going to really survive. Radio hosts the way they used to, mm-hmm. and at whatever money he was making it was probably too much for ratings they were getting and advertisers they couldn't afford him. But that, and that's what would have happened to Howard had he stayed. He would have been priced out of you know jobs, and he just wouldn't have got ratings the same way. They just would have, yeah. The only reason why these clips hold up is because we do a show that focuses on a topic that we need right. to pull them for. That's right. the only reason why these clips hold up is because we're That's doing an I'm... MPD show or we're doing a, 
you know, right. that's the only relevance to these clips. Otherwise, right. nobody cares about them other than what we that's, have to say about them. In that context. That's exactly well, that's, what I was thinking. That's how fucking sad it is. Well, it sounds egotistical, yeah, but that's, this is the only context in which they could be, if not entertaining, then I guess enlightening, I suppose. Yeah, we're doing a show on MPD. I, I think a lot of people who would want to understand Howard Stern and NPD, yeah. boom. Otherwise, yeah. these clips well, are Sam, worthless. Earlier in the show, Sam said that she thinks the new shows don't actually have any reasoning or any um, relation to the common people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that, but Sam said that. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if a show where a 70 year old billionaire is locked away in a basement <laughs> um, talking about anal porn to his retired limo driver. I think that relates to the people. So I think maybe I disagree <laughs> with Sam there. <laughs> the people in Middle Earth. Well, listen, I, we're yeah. going to end that. We're going to end that one, guys. But uh, I, let's I want to do a, to- a good. Let's do it. To- <laughs> That's proper. like a fucking Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, it's real uh, life, unfortunately. Well, yeah. Oh, except ha- Howard's, Bur- Howard's Burgess Meredith, but instead of the library <laughs> being alone at the end of the world, it's just all the fucking stepdaughter <laughs> porn that he can have. It's a bunch of cats. It's a right. bunch of cats in there. Yeah, yeah, oh, maybe. I just watched the best Twilight Zone episode. It's so old. It's a, a Owl which, Creek which one? Bridge. The one at Owl oh, Creek yes. Bridge. Oh yeah. Oh my. god. God is that good. I love I love the old that that for the uh, original Ugh. Twilight Zone is a- a- excellent. I just watched um The Queen of the Nile the other night I, and I haven't uh, seen that one. Oh, where it's Cleopatra like they 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 did she's they just figure out that she's lived all these years because they go through the records and it's amazing. You have to you have to give that one a watch. I'm um watching, it, uh, my next one is Eye of the Beholder. I'm watching oh, that one next. Fantastic. Oh, dude, that's a to, classic. To, to serve man is also a fucking amazing, amazing episode. Um, guys, uh, sorry to get you down. Uh, Gilbert Lane. We'll, we'll talk about Tony Fields soon. Uh, <laughs> we'll really, we'll really uh, put it up forward into 2022. Um, guys, thank you guys so much for participating, of course. Um, cheers to everybody on Patreon, all the new subs. We hope you enjoy the content. Uh, we hope our displeasure is your 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 pleasure. And um, thank Yeah, this you one really for- was torture, so... <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> We're gonna bathe in Jello for an hour just to get rid of <laughs> get rid of the uh, the stank. Um, thank you guys, Bob. Take care, Sam. Take care, and yeah. we love you. Have a good one, guys. Stay safe. Love you guys. If you went through the most incredible metamorphosis <laughs> and somehow transformed yourself into the best person you're capable of being, yeah. And you and Lisa G, after that metamorphosis took place, were on the top floor of a burning building. And it's just you two. And God told Lisa, I will give you the ability to fly if you kiss John the Stutterer. She would say no. I, I, I know. Well, 